Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of A Player in a Pod, proudly brought to you by Skybus. I'm here with Michael O'Neill, and we've got Frankston spiritual favourite Nathan Scagliarini on the line. Skags, how are you? Good, fellas. I'm going well. How are you? Not too bad. Nick? Really good, Skags. Thanks for coming in or yeah. dialing in. What does your time in isolation look like at the moment? I'm still studying at the moment. So I've got my head in the book, but a lot of table tennis is being played at the moment um, at home and a bit of surfing still. We've reopened the beaches, so being able to get outdoors and just try to keep fit at the moment, which is good, and a lot of gym sessions at home. So, yeah. Skaggs, I uh, hear that uh, you're in a loving relationship at the moment, but uh, the, the isolation for you is a little bit uh, further than normal. Can you give us an insight into what's going on there? Old, but, uh, a little bit of a little bit of a romance going on at the moment, Nick. So, um, like a good self, but yeah, she's, she, I know it's Maddie. She's in um Sydney, so things are a bit tough. But yeah, I'm getting by, Nick. Don't worry about me. That's good, mate. It's great to hear. And I also hear that um, uh, she's got the stamp of approval from your dad, so that's a good start, mate. From the old man, geez. Skags, if you could just rewind to your time at the Stingrays. Um, take us into that year, obviously making some good friends with Hunter Clark and Jacob Wiedering and some others. How good have those relationships been and how close are you to those guys still today? Yeah, so obviously Mount Martha boys down at the Mount Martha Woody Factory. We're all a year apart, so we grew up kind of playing here and there together. But um, trained down at the trainer in Mount Martha, we trained with Hunter, Aaron Darling, Luke Davies, another one from down in Rye. Gags, obviously you've got a relationship as well with Bryce Marshman when you were younger. Tell us about him. Obviously he's been quite influential in your career, especially the younger years. Yeah, Bryce, I don't really know how to describe Bryce. I call him a bit of a wizard because um, probably the smartest person I've met. I've been training with him with Hunter as for quite a while and I still am training with him. He's left a lot of gym equipment. Um, through this isolation, which is nice. I've got a good home set up. But, um, yeah, he's been super injured. With the injuries I've been through, he's got me back to um, being strong, strong as possible. And uh, I've got a great relationship with him. He's a super person and super smart. So he's, um, I do like a couple of sessions a week down at his little dungeon in Mount Martha. And, um, yeah, even just as a trainer, he's super supportive and just wants the best out of us. So a lot of the boys, when they got the chance to come back and, Train with him. He's the first person they want to text and get a session with. He slogs you down there. Great. We all trained together for a few years. Um, gym, like gym training specifically. And obviously, Weeders was the, the older one going through. So we all like follow his footsteps and try to do whatever Weeders was doing. So it's good to have those people around me. Obviously, like Hunter's playing super footy for St. Kilda and Luke's doing well. And then add another one, Aiden Bonner. So we all went through race together and it was just good to have them around. They're super pro- professional and um, super good people. So, yeah, I really enjoyed playing my footy with them at race and just being around them um, within the gym and stuff, yeah. Skag, some of those names are pretty familiar to AFL followers. You must have had a pretty good side at Stingrays. Yeah, we did. We had a good side. Um, obviously, I had Hunt playing as a bottom major and Luke Davies, but we... um. I think we finished on top or second. Uh, actually, I think we did finish on top for the year, but then went out and straight to in the finals, which was pretty disappointing. Um, 
came up against a strong Sandrian, um, Dragons, who gave us a bit of a touch up. So it's disappointing, but I thoroughly enjoyed my experience at Stingo's that year and felt like I was playing good footy and came runner up in the best of first. And, um, yeah, I had a bit of a niggle in my throwing that year, but got through and, you know, had some good coaches and learned a lot. So yeah, I felt like it put me in good state to go into the BFL system the following year. Nathan, you're obviously runner-up in the Best and Fairest at Stingrays and then moving into the VFL system coincided with the year that Frankson were in recess. Um, just a couple of words about your year at Sandringham, uh, how you went and, and what you learned from that. Yeah, Sandringham was awesome. I played, played most of my year in the development and um, was able to debut, um, play three senior VFL games. So as a young skinny kid, like it was a super big, super experience and just being in the system of like an AFL club and put the plan to thank you the entry club match and um it's like really developed me as a player and also a person. So I had great coaches um around me and like a lot of great players and people as boys and then a lot of them have actually come over to Frankston um over the years. So now we've got like Connor Riley um and a few others that have come from Sandria so really enjoyed my time there. But then when the opportunity came to come to Frankston, it was pretty hard to resist. And then you came to Frankston in 2018, Skaggs. Talk to us about your pre-season and coming across to Frankston, what that move was like, and a few words on your 2018 season, a very obviously your first full season in the VFL. Yeah, the first training session we came down to Frankston, obviously it was the first session after being brought back into the league. There was maybe like 150 kids running around and, like headless chooks really, like I had no idea what was really going on, but then um met Scrobber and um created a pretty good relationship with him straight away. But he was a good person and a good coach. So um signed with Frankston and yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a strange one because kind of putting together a list and we're all pretty young and um raw as players in the VFL system. Um but then as we went as the season went on Felt like I was able to start playing some really good footy and um, felt like I was building towards the back end of the season. Um, played some good games against Blitz Gray and I was able to hit the scoreboard in a few games and um, given the opportunity to play some midfield time. So I was absolutely loving it. And then I felt like I was building into a big 2019, but um, obviously that was cut short. But um, that's footy. Injuries happened. But yeah, 2018 was a really good learning experience for us. Um, it's something I'm pretty proud of to be a part of. So once we get to where we're striving to get to, we'll be able to look back on that season and just remember like what we've come from and how hard it was to get there. And you talked about your 2019 season being cut short by injury. What have your teammates from last year testified to you having a big preseason? Talk to us about that preseason and then how disappointing it was to be struck down by injury in the first round. Yeah, obviously, no one wants to get injured, but like uh, sort of injuries. I had I had a season ending shoulder injury and I also had to have a little finger surgery which was more of a pain than anything but um that's footy like things happen but it just like made me realise like how much more I want this opportunity as a player having to sit on the sidelines and watch all my mates run out there each week and you know, put their body on the line. Um it's pretty hard to watch at times, like I was pretty jealous. Um because I wish I could have been out there but kind of after running around the oval in the wet for half the season in Rossfield and kind of got a lot of things to think about and 
kind of just realised like how much I want to try strive to get to the next level and just make the most of my footy um, career. So um, yeah, it kind of just made me realise, and then I put in all the effort in the gym and managed to put on um, about six, seven kilos. So feeling a lot stronger and the shoulder feels great. Um, so yeah, I was really enjoying pre-season and like we had a lot of new people come on board into the club as coaches and players. So it was a great feeling around the club, but um, yeah, like it was just great to be back out there running in a couple practice matches, but obviously just things are on hold at the moment. So yeah, we'll wait to see. Your pre-season's been exemplary, Nathan, the two interviews we've done with other players so far that have nominated you as a standout on the track. Um, I, I watch you down at uh, Linen House in the Intra Club uh, that day, and you were, it was just so pleasing to see that you're back to your old self, and pro- probably even a better version. Uh, so you, you're now sort of in the prime condition of your cr- career, and you're faced with you know a layoff that we none of us really know how long it's going to go. How how, uh, how are you staying focused, and, and what are you looking forward to for the rest of this year? Yeah, you're right, Mick. I've honestly never felt physically better than before like I feel super strong and super fit so um, that day down at um, Linden House it was just great to be running around with the boys and you know I was super excited and just happy to get through that game on skates but at the moment I'm just you know Rossi's given us a fair program so a lot of the boys putting the effort which is great to see and we've got a little um, leaderboard on Strava which is keeping the boys um Pretty like motivated to try beat one another and just try to get their hours and their kilometers up. So a few boys are doing more than they should be, which is great to see. But um, it's just a good opportunity for us to, you know, build our fitness with a few extra weeks under our belt. So when the time comes to play, we'll be ready and super fit, and we're all hungry and can't wait for the season to get started. Personally, I've just um, taken a little bit of time from running and just trying to build my keep building my body and put on some. More size and just stay strong. Where do you feature on that leaderboard, Skags? Um, I'm there. I'm here and there. Like, had a bit of a rest from running, but a few of the boys, like Gus Styles, putting in massive effort. Um, young Jackson Voss, we call Vossy Fit. He's, um, yeah, he's been super impressive. Nate Freeman and Will Fordham, obviously the elites and Joshy New, they're all, um, up there leading by example, which is always great to see. And the young boys are following. So, yeah, it's great times around the club, even though we're not seeing each other. We're all staying connected. And the great thing about our club is we've got great people and we all care for one another. So, um, yeah, it's still a good feeling around us. There's always an opportunity to call someone out who's not doing the work, mate. Is there someone with high skinnies that's um, sort of trailing oh. the pack that you want to publicly give a push to? I don't Tom Hobbs is a big boy, but we haven't seen him on Java. But I don't reckon he knows how to work a phone, so um, <laughs> he's excused because he's a country lad. But yeah, I haven't seen one one run from the big fella. But um, another one, Jack Mentor's also he he pops up with a little two kilometer run here and there. But um, yeah, we'd like to see more from those country boys. I think they're off hunting more than running at the moment. What about the um, coaches and staff, like people like David Morrison, Mozart? Would he be on Strava? Yeah, like Mozart, I don't reckon he'd be moving far from the couch at the moment. He's probably got a beer in his hand at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning, so it wouldn't be so right. But 
Um, he's a great person around the club. Was. He was a lot of energy and he's always got a smile and he does a lot of work for us. So shout out to Moza. Skaggs, do you want to take us back to your first job and an encounter with a special person? My first job? He's really dug deep with this one. <laughs> so um, I'm a massive um, Gary Ablett fan, always have been. But um, it was the time when Gary Ablett was big on the paleo diet and the paleo shop opened up in Mornington. Anyway, my mum kind of went in there and she seen Gary was in there every now and again. So she told me about it and I was probably 15, 16 at the time and I just wanted to meet Gary Ablett so bad. So I went and got a job as a dishy down at this um, paleo cafe in Mornington. Just because Ablett was there. Sorry, yeah, because well, I, I thought Ablett might pop in one day. So I did about three shifts. And then Gaz came in and I was just over the moon. I couldn't believe it. Stars lit up in my eyes. And then met him, got a photo with him, and then the next day I quit because I met Gaz. So <laughs> it was a lot, did a lot to see him at that time. But yeah, I wasn't washing dishes for too long, mate. So in the, um, in the unlikely event that um, Gary Ablett Jr. has a form slump this year, gets demoted to Geelong VFL, <laughs> would you be running the line up on him? Skaggs? Yeah, look, Nick, I don't reckon that's going to happen, but <laughs> um, I think there'd be 23 players in our team trying to line up on Gaz, so yeah, I don't I don't think that might be a dream for us, Nicky. Yeah, I think he's pretty safe. We know you love collecting your footy cards as well. Did you get a footy card signed by him? Did you get some autographs and some photos? Yeah, you really dug deep on all this information, but yeah, I was a big footy fan fanatic, got Still got them in my room somewhere, but um, I've stopped collecting them for now. It'd be a bit weird trying to collect a footy card of Hunter Clark or Aiden Bonner, so I don't want to look too much as a fanboy. <laughs> ah. Now, Skaggs, um, you know, we have done a little bit of research on this and um, I spoke to some people at the Stingrays and I believe there was a... Um, a presentation night or a photo shoot at the Stingrays that required all the players to come in uniform, black pants and the like, and, and you being a young fella didn't own any black pants. Can can you sort of tell that story of, of what happened that day and, and how it turned out? Yeah, right. So you stitched me up here big time. <laughs> but um, what happened was, yeah, I had to wear black pants and I, I don't think I owned a pair of pants or tracksuit pants in my closet, so I had to ask mum, um, similar height to mum at that stage, and you know, still skinny and raw. So I've had to ask mum for a pair of black pants, and sure enough, she had a pair of her work pants which were pretty tight, and oh, they still looked baggy on me. So they were, they did the job, but yeah, that's one I've tried to keep under wraps, but now it's out there. So thanks for that, Mick. No, I just did some. I just googled your name, and it, it popped up in the as yeah, the story. Yeah. So. Now, Nathan, we, we did want to ask you a couple of questions just about your teammates, and it's a little bit lighthearted. Uh, and so for some of the Frankston supporters, there's a lot of new players that are, have come into the club this year. Who would be the yeah. the one player that spends the most time looking in the mirror? Looking in the mirror. I reckon it would probably be Max Williams, but he's probably looking in the mirror to see if he's still got hair on his head. <laughs> him and um, him and Hissy, they're, they're together. They're always checking each other's hair because, to go on bald, so um, yeah, Max 
he's close to my locker, so I always catch him having a glimpse and seeing if another feather's fallen off after training. Training, but he's just holding on to it. I think he, he's actually gone bald, so it'd be interesting to see if it comes back over time. Who's the fines master around the club now that Chin's not there? Yeah, Chinny was doing that, but um, fine master. I think if Liam Hitchcock had it last year, and he did um a bit of media street, so which is pretty funny, and I know he's got a few up his sleeves for when we get back, so um, a few of the young boys will be in trouble, which is always good. And Chris Gamble, he pops up there actually every now and again with his fine, because catch him doing stuff on Facebook and tagging his wife in it, so um, a <laughs> bit of a laugh, but yeah, it's all, it's all in good luck. Hey, Skaggs, back on a serious note. Um, Obviously, this year you wanted to get inside the midfield. Tell us about that being a natural progression, obviously predominantly a wingman earlier in your senior career. How's that sort of progressed to you wanting to get inside the contest? Yeah, well, growing up, my natural game's always been as an inside midfielder and obviously just coming to the VFL system, push out onto the wing because um, the size of my body and um, we've got just bigger boys in there at the moment, like Will, Will Fordham's a well-developed player and so is Josh Newman and Nate Freeman, they're our leaders. But um, So my natural game is to hunt and try to find the footy um, and that's, that's my strength. So I just decided to try to on some size and I was able to put on six or seven kilos of pre-season. So that's really helped me with um, just holding my ground in the midfield and um, in being there, I felt like I've been able to do really well and just gather the footy and um, so, like clearance work is one of my strengths. So um, I'm absolutely loving the opportunity that they have given me so far. Um, and hopefully I can just keep working in that area of the ground um, for the remainder of the season. And you say put on six or seven kilos this pre-season. Has it been a slightly longer pre-season for you? Did you want to get a bit ahead of the game after, obviously, your abbreviated season last year? Yeah, I've had about a, about a 12-month pre-season at the moment, Dante. So I'm looking forward to fully starting. But, um, yeah, it's just, with this extra time, it just gives us all more opportunity to get fitter and stronger. So uh, for myself, I'm just trying to maintain um, what I've been working on. And Yeah. Nathan, I've had the privilege of watching you up close for a couple of years and I think your work ethic, uh, your, your commitment on the field and your your willingness to compete is just a standout and, and you're a real example, I think, for uh, young players coming through the system and trying to uh, be the best that you can possibly be. So I, I personally wish you all the, all the very best this year. Uh, hopefully footy gets up and running. Uh, if not, I think you, you've placed yourself to, to have a real uh, rip into the competition and, and show your wares overall. So I want to thank you. We've, we've done a little bit of research on you and we've stitched you up a couple of times, but uh, you, you're just a ripping individual and, and I wish you all the best with your footy, not only this year, but going forward. Yeah, thank you very much, Mick. It means a lot. Um, and, yeah, we miss having you around the club. But it's great to hear your voice, so... Um, Hope you're well and hope Sarah as well. And yeah, hopefully we see you down at a few of our games. I'm sure you'll be there. Um, so yeah, appreciate the words, mate. Skags, thanks so much for joining us on the third episode of A Player in a Pod. Thank you very much, Jonty. Appreciate it, mate. And that's all we've got time for today. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the third episode of A Player in a Pod, proudly brought to you by Skybus. Goodbye for now.